welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and how when I make a plan and you make a plan, then we all make a big mess. I'm Justin. I'm Jim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to cover chapters 9 through 12 of Fate of the Jedi, book 9, Apocalypse by Troy Denning. This week's chapters where, well, last two times we've started returning the Jedi, and now the Jedi will return. But first, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Han and Leia Jedi Rescue Rangers minus one ship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I don't know. I liked it. From ten to one to five to one, Dorvin helps choose lesser evil. 300 people explode in front of a nine-year-old girl. Han and Leia are off to Coruscant. Luke plans for the return of the Jedi to Coruscant. That was last week. And the week before, really. But Mm -hmm. this week it all sparks fly when the two sides actually come together finally. Not too far into the book, really. What, chapter 10? Chapter nine, chapter nine, chapter nine, right, right away. Yeah, they start kicking off right away, which is funny because, like, so often in this series we have skipped traveling places or changed destinations and gotten there immediately without ever, you know, commenting on it. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like we took the appropriate amount of time to uh, weasel our way into the Jedi Temple. Yeah, you know, it, a good, a good eight chapter wind up. Yeah, it would it would be a little complicated and a little bit of time taken. Well, no, there's secret doors and passageways everywhere, man. <laughs> they could have just walked right into the garden. Although I guess they've captured Windorvin now. Yeah. So they must know everything about all those secrets. I wonder or if they, they resist the interrogation well. Enough. I wonder if they went down the 418 steps and got to re- track down Han and Leia Solo, who were in the Undercity last time we seen them, and then. Flying around at Ossus. Sometimes we just skip these things. <laughs> Which is a fair distance away if you were to look at the galactic map. It's also a completely different situation than where we left them. <laughs> yeah. So it's very incongruous and discontinuous. But nonetheless, chapter 9 starts. And Vistara tells us that the Jedi are about to kick so much Sith ass, it's not even funny. Their return to the Jedi Temple is going to be a slobber knocker. I guess not. Just a plain old... Mud stomping. All right, I can't think of other JR quotes. Yeah, I don't know. But it ain't going to be a slobber knocker. It's not going to be two uh, two people battling it out hard. It's going to be an absolute whooping. And Vistara is super confident because you know why? The Jedi know the Jedi Temple better than any Sith ever could. So this plan to sneak in and then lower the shields and then have all the mercenaries, not mercenaries, Marines, come in from outside, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to work. From 30 different points outside the temple. Yeah, it's just going to be simple. And Luke Skywalker is going to kill all the High Lords. Damn. I never... In 30 she straight different up points, says that. Like, it's easy. 30 different points outside the temple. For some reason, in my brain, this entire time, yeah, I, fi- I pictured the temple as smaller. Not like a city block huge. Well, that's foolish. I know. It is like a whole... It's like a skyscraper. district. Skyscraper. Yeah. I mean, everything on Coruscant. Yeah. It's like an entire district is Jedi Temple, and for some reason in my it's head, like I pictured a, a pyramid. Yeah, it's like a huge apartment block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just 
We're like, yeah, yeah. It is, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then across Fellowship Plaza from it is, you know, the Galactic Alliance headquarters where we have secret tunnels that connect everything mm-hmm. to the other side. But we're not going to use those secret tunnels. No. We're going to do other things. But let me ask you this question. Okay. The star says it's just going to be this easy. We're going to kick their asses. Luke Skywalker is going to kill all the High Lords. Let me ask you a question. Why are there so many pages left? Yeah. I have a feeling it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> and as soon as they say something, yeah, it's going to the exact opposite is right, going to happen. Of course, right? She's foreshadowing the absolute disaster yeah. of things going wrong. That's a good point. Anyway, she and Ben are with Jaina. They're ready to begin their mission, murder them all. And guess what? Bastar is not allowed to bring a lightsaber. Yeah. Why not, Tim? Yeah, no weapons. Not trusted still. Can't be trusted. Um, not only by the Masters, but Jaina says to herself, she's like, some of us, just your former Sith, you can't, can't do it. And, you know, Jaina saying that is fair. At least it's not coming out of the mouth of Luke Skywalker, who she has single-handedly saved multiple times. Yeah. Jaina's only from, known her for like a week. Coming from the rest of the Jedi Order, they haven't been with her for months and months. Mm-hmm. So, fairer. But I'm also, uh, I don't care if it's true even, because she can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. She, she murdered a Jedi the first time they let her alone. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I don't even care that it's true that she can't be trusted. I'm so tired of repeating the same thing. It's just way too heavy handed. Every time we go somewhere, we're, we're hammering the same idea of, we can't trust Vistara. Don't forget, we can't trust Vistara, but we're going to keep trusting Vistara. Yeah. We can't trust her, though, every time we go somewhere, every single time we have to fight about it. Mm-hmm. And so here we're having the same fight. No yeah. lightsaber for her. And Jaina says, well, if you're uncomfortable coming, don't come. Yeah. Just stay here then, or and, you can come. And as much as we keep beleaguering the point of we can't trust her, we also double down again on how good of a Persian, Persian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how good of a Persian person she is. Yeah. Because she feels bad about all the Sith that are going to be massacred because it's her people. Yep. So she must be a good person, right? Just, you know, we're just going to reiterate that a few times to sink it in more and more that this conflict coming between her and Ben is uh, yeah. going to be a part of the facade of her being a nice person, right? Between her and Ben, her and herself even, like her internal conflict. Because mm-hmm. she wants to be but says she never will be and well she never can be yeah. right and this thing between her and ben can never last because you know murder yeah, she even says quote their love was doomed from the start from five thousand years ago something like that right yeah relax little juliet because <laughs> this is what this story is yes it is it is the Montagues and the Capulets. I don't know it took me all this time to figure it out and maybe actually i feel like i've said romeo and juliet a few times Probably across the course of these books, but this that's it's the it's the forbidden love from the opposite side of the war. Mm-hmm. You know, it just the prisoner falls in love with the uh, army attendant. I can't think of a soldier. <laughs> the army attendant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you call it when you attend an army? <laughs> Soldiering. Yeah, conscripted. When the prisoners. Fall in love with the soldierings. We have a Romeo and Juliet situation happening here, right? All Stockholm Syndrome. But not in this case. Yeah. I mean, they genuinely have love and affection for each other, but they're doomed from the start. No, they're not. Everything would have been fine if he wouldn't have murdered that innocent Jedi down there. Yeah. Could have not done that. 
could have found some other way to save Ben. Maybe you could have worked together to fight the bug. Didn't even try that, did they? No, or all three of them could have just run away. Well, Ben was all whacked out and tripping balls. He not even... not to a runs. She one of them grabs Ben. They leave. I know they can both Good. grab him in the forest and bounce, right? Yeah. But maybe this thing's super fast. Anyways, that's not even the point. But she yeah, did no. it. Okay. Yeah. Murderer. Romeo and Juliet. Bad guy. <laughs> also, just as an aside, she's figured out Amelia's true identity. Yes. <laughs> She, uh, whatever, from the glimpse of Tenelka, and then she noticed how much Amelia looks like Han Solo, because one time they had a hollow chat with Luke, and she was sitting behind him. And uh, also, she noticed uh, uh, Alana has, like, or Amelia has red roots, red, golden, red roots in her black hair. Mm-hmm. And she's and like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, That's and cool. she caught a couple little things between Luke and, and Barb Most there. recently, the last thing that happened was uh, they we're talking about yeah barb and luke and she happened to walk in and (laughs) they were directly talking about it out loud with other people around Mm -hmm. because luke skywalker's so smart yeah yeah that was super dumb but you know it's not like it's not like vistara was at the pool of knowledge and also saw a glimpse of that and then would at all there's no way she would like use this information to leverage her own freedom or anything like that. Yeah. In an attempt to run for her life for the rest of her life. But she knows Amelia's true identity and that's just going to be fine. I don't know if you can figure out that this is coming up a lot towards the end of the book. Barve knows the bearables know, and they're coming up soon. I would assume because they've been talked about. Uh, yeah non-stop since Alana's vision all through the beginning of this book, right? Mm-hmm. That's two two people that know who she is. Vistara's here. Luke's here. That's four more people or four total people who know who she is. All here at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah. They're all together. It's not going to come up again, I bet. <laughs> she's totally, she's totally going to be uh, four to nine years old and safe for the whole time. Anyways, Ben and Vistara arrive at the Jedi Temple. After a short trek in some kind of marble through the water tubes. Yeah, it's like water, <laughs> like a water main they cut a hole in or something. They like had some sort of craft that they jacked inside of there, which is probably like a maintenance craft or something. Mm-hmm. But they they get there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's tons of Jedi there. This is their meeting spot. They're all meeting in the water treatment facility, water pumping station inside the... Jedi Temple or something right? like that, right? Like, yeah. And, and Vistara is surprised. Ooh, right into the heart of the Jedi Temple. But that's the plan. And she doesn't know the plan. Want to know why? Say it. Well, the, nobody tells her anything. Because she, she can't, can't be, be trusted. trusted. Yep. And guess who's here waiting to greet Ben and Vistara? Just, a, you know, another thread that's never going to come up again. Who's here to greet Ben and Vistara when they climb out of their little water riding marble? Uh, Valen and Gisela yeah. Horn. The Horns are here. Yeah, and here Barb's here too, and Yakil, and all the Jedi here are here, of course. But you know, here they are. We, the reader, don't even know if they're crazy right now or not. Yeah. Last time we saw them, they were. Last time we had their perspective, when when they were the character we were looking through. They were crazy back on Nom Corio. Yeah, and they were doing the same thing that Vistara is doing now and faking it 
until that's what they they talked about. It's a whole big it. theme of this whole series, right? Yeah, is disguise and the people you betrayal. pretend to be to try to survive or try to get what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all the moths and uh, you know Leckerson's whole party of uh, dressing up as other people is even representative of that whole theme. But and it's Abelos whole thing too. Yeah, that's oh, all she thanks. does. I forgot about her. <laughs> Oh, you mean that uh, that tentacular beast who just sucks people's personalities out of the tips of her fingers? Yep. Violently and horribly? <laughs> yeah, her. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you're right. So we we come through the water pipes. We're in the Jedi Temple. I forgot about that part. Uh, the horns welcome us, welcome us here. Vistara senses something's wrong. But what's wrong? Could she be sensing the horns? Something off with them? Could it be Abeloth, the big dark power? No. There's no droids here. That's weird. She's like, everywhere I go on Coruscant. Can't, not for nothing, I can trip over droids everywhere no. I go. Come on. I Where are the droids, Ben? I can't go 100 steps without seeing 10 or something. Where are says. the turtles? But there's no droids. Ah, so that means something suspicious is going on. So she looks down the metal grates. And they're Sith in the floor. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like a, a really wet drainage area, right? So there's like this metal grating and then a bit of space before a concrete floor. And I'm assuming more drainage. But they're hiding yeah. in the space between where the Jedi are walking around setting up. There's like a two foot gap. Yeah, it's like and under my house. There's like a bunch of Sith in the crawl space. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That's a real horror movie, dude. Uh, note, it's on. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't say anything to them. She doesn't immediately raise the alarm. No, but one of the greats blows off and comes flying at her and Ben's faces. So she does like a throat chop and a leg kick to <laughs> take him down smooth. And a Russian leg sweep the two of them down to the floor. And it flies over their faces. And uh, the Sith knew... Where they were going to be, when they were going to be, and how they were going to get there. Yep. Who betrayed the Sith this information from the Jedi? That that sentence was maybe almost in the right order. It was close. But you get what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't Vistara. Obviously, she's going to be the red heron, right? Mm-hmm. Blue hair? No, red herring. Herring. <laughs> a fish or a bird? <laughs> Is it... <laughs> Listen, okay. Just combine the two. Listen to this. I said the weirdest thing yesterday. I was trying to figure out uh, (laughs) what (laughs) I said to Danielle. I'm like, what's that? What's that shit that you put on top of your fence? Like privacy shit, fennel or something? (laughs) She was like, lattice. And I was like, yeah, lattice. That's it. (laughs) What the fuck is fennel? And she was like, that's lettuce. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that was a kind yeah. of lettuce. It's a weird lettuce that tastes like black licorice, I think. <laughs> but I was like, what's that privacy shit, fennel? And her <laughs> face made so many movements. Oh, anyways, I just... My brain has been just on fire for the last 48 hours. I'll keep it up for tonight. That'd be great. Lattice. Lettuce. Fennel. There's a love triangle there that somehow came out of my subconscious. <laughs> Anyways, back to the Jedi Temple. The grate comes flying off. It zips right over a hand span above the faces of Ben and Bastara. The ambush is on. And while laying on the floor, 
Vistara looks around the room and she saw a small female Jedi climbing out of an open access panel. The woman ignited her lightsaber, then came leaping over the platform safety rail, brown hair flying and violet blade whirling, and Vistara knew the battle was on. Jaina Solo, Sword of the Jedi, had just arrived. Huh. First of all, that's cool. Yeah. Second of all, that's weird. That's that's a weird context for Vistara to think of Jaina. Yeah, it is. The battle's on because the sword of the Jedi is here. Unless that's that was all part of their like Sith information gathering and like their training for the mission that they're it going on. Could have been. Could have been, right? Listing the threats of the Jedi Order. But now Jaina flying over the safety rail means it's on. Purple lightsaber, I love just... Yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> she's so cool. Where has she been all my life? Chapter 10. Into Jaina's head. Rare. <laughs> yep. She's finally here. Last book of the series. Last book of the series. Final battle into the Jedi Temple where we know it's going to be so easy. Luke Skywalker is just going to kill all the High Lords. So let's wrap this up in a few pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a few pages of Jaina's perspective and move on with our life. But... The battle that she jumps over the railing into is chaos. She says, obviously the Jedi seem to be have caught unprepared, mm-hmm. but the Sith seem to have been caught unprepared by the timing of their attack too. Yeah. And I think that's just like you said, Vistara didn't say anything to anybody, but she was trying to pretend like she didn't notice them. And I think they noticed her. Yeah. And they're like, ah, here we go. Ping. They kick the sewer lid off and fling it at her with yeah. the force or whatever. Right. They reacted to Vistara being there rather right. than the proper ambush. And that's making the entire thing chaos, as she'll say a thousand times in this chapter. Yeah. Chaos. The battle is chaos, but so is Jaina. Jaina leapt over an incoming leg slash, then dropped her attacker with a quick snap kick to the temple. She blocked a strike at her neck and still in the air, turned her jump into a cartwheel. She shifted to a one-handed grip and swung her free arm in an arc, using the force to sweep two more Sith off their feet. Landing in their midst, she stomped on the throat of the first and jammed her lightsaber through the chest of the other, then pulled a concussion grenade off her combat harness and thumbed it active. She dropped it at her feet and began to count. One. <laughs> um, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Where has she been? This is how powerful she is, right? This is how effective that she is. This is how capable that she is. And she's been so missing this whole time Mm -hmm. with her emotions over Jagged Fell, which would not seem like the way that she would want to act with an entire 10,000 army of Sith and a mysterious superpower of Abelon. Yeah, she'd be the first one running out the door to... To get to him. Because she's how you know the battle's on, dude. Even the star knows this. Yeah. So where has she been all this time? Jump over a leg slash, kick a guy in the face, throw two people down, stomp on a throat. Like, what? <laughs> she killed like four people in two seconds. In a single flip, which turned into a cartwheel. Midair. Sword of the Jedi. She probably kills, I'm not even kidding, like a hundred Sith in this single chapter. Yeah. Over the course of this chapter, in this scene, she kills the shit out of a lot of people. <laughs> and she, oh my God, she's so deadly and 
So powerful. She also watches Ben kicking major buns all over without a lightsaber as he's rushing to Vistara, who's been KO'd and captured by a Sith Lord. Jane has just been force zapped and Ben wants to go save Vistara. He says, you can see like her feet sticking out from behind a, a crate or something. Yeah. As in like a very obvious trap. Mm-hmm. Ben says to Jaina, you wouldn't leave Jag behind. And Jaina thinks, yeah, because he's not a Sith that's betrayed me like a dozen times already. She doesn't say that part out loud, though. Yes. Jaina is different. She is more mature. Mm-hmm. But where has she been all this time? Yeah, she... Really important stuff happening in the galaxy. She's just been kind of hanging out. <laughs> she thinks it, but doesn't say it. Like, she logics him out a little bit. Let me tell you three places that she's been more than in the fight. Number one, on Jag's lap. Yeah, Number two, on the couch with Jag. Number three, in his wall. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so serial killer. <laughs> but here she is, a whirling, swirling purple... Dervish of destruction. Wow, I got through actual words there, and that mostly made sense, man. That's not written down. And, and Dervish is a good one. Ah, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> Rejuvenated. No, but uh, seriously, they're both. All the Jedi are just nasty. All the ones that we see, which is actually just her and Ben for a long time. Yeah. But Ben without the lightsaber, and he's like pushing people down and like dodging force lightning and stuff. I and know. yeah, I like, just did a real. Yeah, in case you heard me move dodge. away from the microphone, I did a real life dodge. And like dodging and like Dip. flipping <laughs> and yeah, and dodging twice. Man. <laughs> Jag never betrayed me about a dozen times. But what she says instead of what she thinks is, your dad will be mad. <laughs> Because either you're going to go get killed in this trap or I'm going to go get killed with you in this trap. Either way, your dad's going to be mad. <laughs> so let's go. And it works. Yep. They decide to regroup to head to deactivate the temple shield, which was, you know, stick to the plan, right? But wouldn't you know, as they head to some sort of access panel that Rowdy is already, oh, that Jaina's droid is a big, big focal point of the hinge hinge pin of this lynch pin of this hinge ping <laughs> whole operation right where like he's the one who's got an r2d2 his arm in the hole and and get the plans or whatever turn the shield off in this case mm-hmm. turn the jedi type of stuff right uh where's he been <laughs> where's she been where's he been super focal point now coming into yeah. the end of the book right it's just annoying. And he's a really cool droid, too. He's It's not annoying because this is to. bad. It's annoying because there could have been just so much more of her. Mm-hmm. And Rowdy is an awesome, fun droid. Yeah. He's and we're, got such a crazy attitude. We've been biased towards Jaina for 18 books now. Yeah, so. why, though? Because every time she shows up that she's not been on engagement duty in this series, every time that you've ever read Jaina Solo, she is the kicker of all asses. Yeah. Whether it's with lightsaber or in a starfighter, she's lightsaber, starfighters, Mandalorians, twin brothers. It doesn't matter. She just beats everyone, mm-hmm. and like in such awesome, athletic, powerful force maneuver ways. She's awesome. Anyways, anyways, whatever. Back to the story. They head to some sort of control panel, and uh, Ben and Jaina get ambushed at the special button. And Jaina's solution is to cut open a water main. 
while one of the Sith is electrocuting her. And then, as expected, water sprayed in all directions, and the Force lightning died away. Wait a minute. That wasn't as expected. I thought... Wait, I thought water and electricity... I thought... Never mind. You would think so. You know what? Never mind. It's fine. It's force electricity. It's fine. She gave up blocking the force lightning to cut open the water main, and she was getting zapped in the leg, and she was like, gritting her teeth through it. I'm tough. It's just Mm -hmm. my calf. Ah, seizing. Ah, it's cramps. (laughs) Which is not fun. (laughs) No, it sucks. (laughs) But uh, then, you know, it's just, it's it's over. The lightning goes away. Maybe because now they're all standing in water. Yeah, or one of them gets hit by the water jet that comes out of the main. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just knocked and distracted. I don't know. It's just wasn't what I expected to have happen at all. Every- I was like, yeah, this is going to be bad, isn't it? Everybody across all of Coruscant, because this is the water main, <laughs> just, uh, starts getting electrocuted. And they're, they started having a brownout. Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the faucets are just killing people. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, I just, I thought, I thought that was going to go a different direction. Okay. But you know what? Just as Jaina says 20 or so times, chaos. Yeah. Not going to get what you expect in this battle. This ambush of an ambush from the inside out. The two Jedi somehow managed to fight off Sith after Sith after Sith until they feel the tugging of Luke Skywalker down a hallway or in between a stack of crates or like it. it, I don't know. Yeah. Cause this is like a huge cargo area. I had a real hard time understanding the setting here. I'm picturing in my head. I pictured it like a a shipping container ship with all these containers stacked in like a labyrinth kind of, which the Sith seem to have done on purpose. Yeah. To make it more of an obstacle course to, uh, they got rid of the the droids and all that stuff. I just, I I don't know. It's just, I was, I was having a hard time picturing. So I was just trying to focus on the individual people action. Mm-hmm. Never mind what what they're squeezing through and rushing past. I can't deal with that right now. Yeah, background noise. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't process it. But these two Jedi managed to f- find Luke Skywalker and the Horn family, where they finally turn the tide on the Sith. Yeah. Luke Skywalker's like, "Hey, uh, it's your last chance to surrender." And then one of the Sith mouths off, like, "Ah, we'll get you." Yeah, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now you're dead. We gave you the chance to surrender, and uh, none of them did. Just again, we've already done this, you know, 35 times by now. Yep. They never do, do they? Except for Vistara. Anyways, they turn the tide on the Sith, and then they pre- pre- prand? They prepare to go after the Grand Lord. <laughs> the Prand Crepe Repair. But and- guess what? They're going to leave Vistara behind. Yep. Because she's been captured. And we can't risk going after her. If we get the chance to save her, Jaina says, of course we try. But we got to go touch. We got to go hit the button. We got to go follow the droid to the computer panel where we got to hit the button. All of you do? Yeah. I mean, I guess based on this original encounter where there are a lot of dead Jedi, as many as probably dead Sith, the Sith have retreated. Pulled deeper back into the labyrinth, right? Yeah, probably a couple two, in a sniper post. Step and that two kind of, of the stuff. ambush plan, but a lot of people died. Turns out Luke Skywalker's plan wasn't that great. We gotta leave Vistara behind because she's been captured, and Ben is angry and frustrated. He's sizzling with it, man. Yeah, he takes some like like wheel or something, and he just 
Four shoves it down the hallway and crushes a bunch of Sith with it. What a crazy action piece this whole segment was. Yeah, this whole chapter. And because and because it you know chaos, it doesn't doesn't go the way you want. A plan mm-hmm. a plan is only good until the battle starts. Yeah. Right. Whatever that. Whatever I'm misquoting there, but you know the plan is coming through the sewers, and then the Sith are like, "We're gonna hide under the sewer." <laughs> <laughs> and we gotcha. But how did they know? Yeah. How did they find out? It's gotta be Valen and Gisela. That's my thinking. It's got to be. It has to have been Valen and Gisela Horn. And if it was, dozens of dead Jedi, what a weight to have to carry on your conscience for the rest of your life. Never mind running amok across Coruscant and crashing ships and trying to get away. And never mind. Maybe taking over the turbo laser on Nam Koryos and trying to blow up Luke Skywalker. This is another level. Mm-hmm. Another depth of betrayal while you're being brainwashed. Yeah. Which has, again, been a major theme of the whole thing. Because look at Tahiri's whole story. Yeah. I, look at all the terrible things I did because I was brainwashed by Jason Solo. Look at all the brainwashing the Sith can do with the one simple news channel and a bit of magic force talking through the television. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't quite understand how that power works, but me either. But here's a question. Is Ben going to go dark? Uh, Step one of retaking the Jedi temple and his girlfriend's been kidnapped and he's furious. And he's got a red lightsaber in his hand at the moment. <laughs> Whoa. I forgot about that tidbit. Yeah. Cause Jaina cut the arm off one and tossed it to him. Cause he had tossed his to Vistara. Yeah. And he, he saluted Jaina with hero. the red lightsaber. I can, I can imagine red lightsaber up with the red glow across his face. Oh baby. Is he gonna turn chapter 11? Checking in with Jag's Imperial war machine versus Dalla's defectors in an exploded moon shield. And apparently it's been two months of this. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that shocked Time me Star too, Wars man. is just what the fuck ever, eh? Yeah. Just whatever. The four-year-old was four two years ago, and now she's nine. <laughs> it's just the way it is. P.S. How's it going with this? Not good. It's a stalemate for two months. And across the two months, the Empire is fracturing and cannibalizing itself because all the moths are idiots. Yep. And they just want to take and take and take from each other and rehash old feuds because they don't ever see the bigger picture. Yeah. They're also greedy for power that not, they can't sustain themselves without a solid leader like Jagged Fell putting his thumb down on the moths in person. Yeah. yeah, there's no figurehead there to for them to hide from, so they're just going on a rampage at the moment. Yeah, that was the PS. PPS. PSS? I think it's PSS. Post subscript? Is that what it stands for? Subscript? No. PS stands for postscript. So it must be post postscript. PPS! <laughs> to hear he feels something big and dark. And the sensors of a thousand ships get force flashed. And oh god. It can't be Sith, because they can't be that powerful. Jag says, go ahead and say it, Tahiri. <laughs> Quote. I think we've found Abeloth. What? What? She le- what? What she left Coruscant? Yeah, unless which wouldn't be which wouldn't be a bad move and wouldn't be surprising. No, unless because if she knows, think about this. Yeah, yeah. If she got the ambush information from 
Whatever. She had it. Maybe she got it from the horns. Maybe she didn't. She had the information to give to the Sith. Or the Sith got the information and definitely have shared it with her. So she's like, well, here come the Jedi. I'm going to just leave. I'm going to just let you idiots all fight it out here for a while. I'm going to go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's come to Borealio 2 or Exodo 2, the exploded moon. She's... To hear he feels it. Yeah. And she says it out loud. But what is she doing here? Chapter 12. Into the megalith moon armor, which the word megalith is used probably 12 times in these two chapters. One of these chapters is three pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit overused. I don't know what other word you would use for gigantic, unimaginable sized rock structure. But it, a moon exploded and there's a shell hiding an army inside, right? A fleet. And we go in there with Dalla watching the empire erupt in Karumble. Karumble? I Karumble. <laughs> this is Karumble. Erupt and crumble on the nightly news. Because everybody's always watching the news, eh? Yeah. And this is the first time she's had any outside information in the two months because... I wonder how much that's like an American thing. Being obsessed with the news. Yeah. Or it's like maybe a other generational thing. Like Thanks. I know my grandma, my great grandma watched the news every night and like fell asleep in the rocking chair. It's yeah, like, my grandma did too. She loved the news. I guess there was only like four channels. I don't know. Why the obsession with the news? Maybe it's because it's so available to us right now, you know? We're just like see this computer in your pocket? It's got all the information of the entire activity of the world. If you want, yeah. But both, <laughs> both of our 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 news uh, handheld computers are within arm's reach of each other of ourselves right now. <laughs> of each other, you. <laughs> well, I can't quite reach yours, but. But man, she's just uh, she's just here watching the news, just like uh, Abeloth was for all that time, gathering information. It, I'm, I'm sure it's reliable. <laughs> I wonder what channel she's watching. Anyways, uh, Leckerson's here too, because you know he's cool. <laughs> good old drickle yeah i hate this guy yeah he's here and he's such a just a pig coward scoundrel uh who else is here the newly snuck in remember that there was some ship force flashed a thousand ships and snuck through all their sensors lieutenant pagorski has arrived here at Dallas fleet with information from the outside ah how did you sneak in here is the whole thing and how can you not sneak us out hey do you remember the last time we saw Lieutenant Pogorski? Yeah, she was getting tentacled. <laughs> yeah, just full of tentacles last time we saw her. <laughs> but disregard that, because Dahl is full of plans. As Jag's ships breach the moon armor to end the standoff, she enacts Operation Crate Crusher. And she squishes a Star Destroyer with big big rocks. Yeah, and like a bunch of, like a bunch big. of squadrons of Big, fighters and big big rocks well the the fighters are captured now oh yeah that's right they're trapped in there and they're gonna all right you can surrender to a cell or you can join us or you can Good die luck. in space yeah because i will not be collecting extracted pilots yep bye surrender and fight for us click or <laughs> surrender be in a cell or but, die but my favorite thing was that she's beating the empire with big big rocks mm-hmm. very ewok style yeah a la Return of the Jedi. Interesting. Interesting parallels, Tim. Pogorski suggests 
here's the plan for how you win the empire away from Jag. Because right now the empire is tearing itself apart. And nobody wants to rule an empty shell. Here's the plan. Have a general election. Democracy. <laughs> Anakin for democracy. And Dahl is like, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Leckerson says, there's no way you're going to beat Jag in a popularity contest. What are you talking about? The moths all hate you. No, make it a general election for the people to vote. And Lieutenant Pagorski guarantees Dalla that she's going to win the election. She says, can I show you how I can promise this guarantee? Watch this. And Dalla's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and so she grabs Leckerson's shoulder and crushes him to the floor in a in a prostrate position. Yeah. Hands in front of him, forehead touching the ground, bowing to Dalla, king of the empire. Queen of all things. Yeah. I don't know if there's allowed to be another queen, but Lieutenant Pogorski's got all the power to win another election. What is she doing? <laughs> well, my personal opinion, that's Avaloth. And yeah, she, of course it's Avaloth, She's definitely. aiming for the empire now so she can have two big governments. When she touched Leckerson's shoulder... It was written as her fingers slithered up to his shoulder or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. They slithered. It's her. So she's already taken the Galactic Alliance and all of their love. Now she wants the Empire too. Mm-hmm. Which is such a parallel of what Leckerson and what the hell is her name. We're talking about all the way back in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Remember? Um, Queen Dream. of the Empire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll take over the Galactic Alliance. The first that I'll be your empress and you be the emperor, whatever. Here we are nine books later. Abeloth going, I'm going to do it myself. Because I am that powerful quickly, somehow. Too. Yeah, almost <laughs> instantly. It only took two days to get the Galactic Alliance. Well, she's going for the Empire now. What's left to conquer next? Find out next week. When we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 9, Apocalypse, Chapters 13 through 16. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. It's Tentacle Time! Ooh. Tentacles. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.